Welcome to Live on the Peter Greenwood Show. I am Peter Greenwood, and we are here... I am here. not Peter Greenwood. You're not I Peter Greenwood. Who are you? I am Bill, a.k.a. Fallen Arches. And we are here at the Soundscape Music Studios. Soundshape, even, yeah. Soundshape. Yeah, Sounds yeah. so Soundscape's close. like, I don't know, that's like, it's like, that's up the hill they do landscaping and the like. <laughs> um, yeah. But they sing while they do it, hence for Yeah, sound. They're, just, they're just good guys that way, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's seven of them. <laughs> oh, I are today, Colin, are you well? I'm okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that's good. throat, but that's just... Yeah, that's we were just fun. <laughs> we were saying a little bit about that. We'll we'll get to that. I want to touch yeah, on yeah, that yeah, a little yeah. bit. So there's so much to cover. Let's begin yeah. when you were born. You were just nine months old when you yeah, were born. Yeah, I was born about nine months old. That's a, that's around about the you know yeah nine months old to the day apparently. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. So well, that's lucky. Know. I'm just I'm just good that way. So let's talk about your musical origins because you're going to be doing a little set for us in a little bit as we yep. go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about your musical origins though. How old were you when you first? Picked up the guitar and said, "This is something I want to do." I was, I was, I actually started drumming first. Um, I was about thirteen. Um, I always liked music. I was my mum and dad love music. My sister likes music as well. And I think anybody with a pulse kind of likes music. But my household was, I was really lucky because growing up, I'm, I'm dyslexic, so the the best way to, for me to kind of learn things, like you know, mum would teach me like how to count and stuff. So we like you know, count music and things like you know feel the beat and the click and stuff like that so I could count and that's kind of cool way and then you know you just get to kind of know song lyrics reading song lyrics and you know in comics as well that was another thing so a big, big geek kind of comic <laughs> you know it's like still doing it <laughs> like a man child but yeah um, so it was things like you know my, my dad was into like Rolling Stones the Beatles you know the Animals who all these kind of really cool 60s 70s bands and um, my mum was really into Motown so I do this kind of soul and stuff like that as well. So I was real lucky in the sense that I had everything, and I went the complete opposite way and went straight to punk. So <laughs> I was obsessed with like the Ramones and things like that, and these kind of really cool bands back in the day. And you know, like all, this, all the bands that kind of come out of CBGBs and that. And, and then I kind of get really into um, like grunge was my, my thing. I absolutely still still adore it. You know, um, you've got you know, Screaming Trees, Nirvana, all these kind of bands, Pearl Jam. Just just love it all. You know, um, but then obviously. Britpop kicked in and then I, I was kind of went through a phase I really liked that and you know and I defy anybody to say definitely maybe it isn't a good album sorry but you know it's like you know just love it but uh, yeah but I mean and yet now I, I really struggle to listen to a lot of those bands mm -hmm. you know I really struggle to listen to like Oasis and things like that just because you know I think sometimes you do kind of outgrow them a little bit you grow a lot of kind of things that you were into maybe back then but and then he contradict that. One of my favourite albums still to this day, Shame About Ray by Lemonheads. That's a big influence on my writing and things like that. And but then I kind of found like you know skip skip forward a little bit and um, I started getting into like, sort of Scottish music scene, um, like f Your Frightened Rabbits and these kind of bands and uh, uh, what do you call them Endor as well. They were a great band um, who need to do more music actually. They changed their name to um, Fake Major and released an EP and vanished. So. That's kind of sad. I'm kind of gutted at that because it's an amazing EP. Go check it out, kids. Um, I, what else? Yeah, and then you've got like your... I'm actually listening to them at the moment. Eh? We were promised jetpacks. Mm -hmm. that's, that's just on my, my phone at the moment. I'm listening to that. Um, their new album's great. Uh, but yeah, all these kind of bands, uh, amazing. And it, it, it kind of inspired me to be able to sing in, in, my, in my own accent, you know, because a lot of, a lot of, I notice a lot of Scottish acts, they put on a kind of American or English accent and you're not American, you're not English, you know. I get that Scottish accent can be really rough, but you can sing in it. I mean, 
you know, there's plenty of really nice sounding Irish bands out there, you know, Snow Patrol nailed it, you know, with that. But yeah, so that's my kind of my background in guitar. I picked guitar up a little bit later on. Um, basically, I was I was playing a a, a wee punk band thing, and um, a couple of my pals who I'm still friendly to this day actually. Um, they basically said to me, right, so we're playing a playing a gig or something. Or we're getting ready for the gig, and I was like, I've got this great idea, and I was sort of bossing, not not bossing, but I was like saying, can you do this to the guitarist? And the guitarist basically turned around me, I'm probably sick of me. Doing this, if you're an egomaniac, you just sit down and he's like, "Look, man, can you come round and you show me how to do it? Until you can do that, shut up and play your drums." I remember thinking, "You know what? Fair play, that's okay." So I fortunately I went back and learned to play the three chords I needed to play for that bit. Show them how to do it, and he shut up. And yeah, <laughs> that was it basically. But yeah, and then I kind of get the bug and started playing and writing. And my band later on, something called Sneaky Pete, we split up, and I was sort of, I, I was always a kind of main writer. And um, I kind of decided, right, I think it's time for me to go on, on my own then. You know, if these guys would split up and stuff and I was like, you know what, I, I kind of feel like I've got more to say than just play drums, you know. So I had basically three quarters of an art, second album written. So I thought, okay, went to the studio, ditched them all and started again. And um, that was my, my first EP, that was Footprints. And um, I won a songwriting award for that and then... Through that, doors opened up and I got to write an album, released the album. I got up for Scottish Album of the Year Award. Um, didn't win, by the way, but that's fine. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not bitter anyway. I self harm because of it, but I don't. I'm not bitter. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, other than that, I managed to. Uh, we're here now, basically. Yeah, that's just, that brings us up to speed. Yeah, so a lot of doors were open through that, and then you know, touring and different things and festivals and sprint. So a lot of hard work in between. You know, I've, I've kind of, you know, put in a nice wee package there, but. Yeah, a few tears along the way, but get there. That's the joy of being an artist, though, is the tears, the, the little heartbreaks yeah, that come the, with the joy. The thing. You, I was actually thinking about this the other day there, actually. Funny you're saying that. It's like, like you hear a lot of artists and musicians and things like that kind of saying, you know, they wrote better songs when they, they didn't have a penny to their name, you know. I think once life gets easy, you can... Uh, uh, life gets easy, so therefore there's no hardship. You've got to start looking at other things to motivate you, you know, but... I find yeah. at that stage, that's normally when people start writing about how hard it is to be famous and have money. Yeah, or blow their brains out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's that. <laughs> but I, can't, I totally get it, though. I mean, I, I really do get the whole... Like, I, I do this and that, it's fine, like, talking one-on-one, but before I play a gig, I get really sick with nerves. Still to this day, I've been doing this for a long, long time, and I, I hate it. Like, I love playing. As soon as I first chord, boom, like, I'm fine, but I'm always kind of... And I'm like, I'm one most critic, you know. Like, I'll come off stage and some people like, ah, oh, it's an awesome gig, man, well done, congratulations. And I'm like, yeah, man, but I, I hit a bum note and, you know, the second verse or such and such, you know. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know, And that's what you focus and on? I focus on the negative, and that I think most artists are like that, you know. Yeah. Um, I say artist, I'm a drummer, really, at heart. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lecturer of mine who said that if you're not afraid when you're doing it, you're not doing it right. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with that. I would, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. And that's kind of a fear that I get because I still get nervous. I've been doing this for about eight years. Nowhere near as long as you've been doing music, but I've been doing radio about I was just eight thinking years. about it at my age there, but that's <laughs> fine, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when I get into the studio, I'm like, okay, what am I doing today? And there's always, I don't want to say nervous, but there is nerves, for once a better yeah. term. It's, yeah, I'm saying nervous, it's not. It's more excitement, as I imagine. Yeah. But I think if you lose, you lose that sense of oomph, I think you've lost it. You know, I think you should take a wee break, go away and come back. 
you know. Someone posted a thing up the other day, there, my friends posted it up on Facebook, and it was um, to be kind of cartoon caricature thing, and it, it was a guy at a piano, and the and the bubble just uh, it just says like that. I am not enjoying this. I hate this and everything about it, and it and the bottom part just said it was um it was along line, it was somewhere along the lines of like um a true professional at work. That's mm-hmm. when you know you're a professional when you hate what you're doing. Yeah, I remember thinking that would be horrible. You know, I don't. I don't hate anything I do. I do this because for the love of it, you know, if I didn't want to do this, then I'd go and be a, an engineer or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, I, I, it's not for, you know, real life's not for me. I'm, you know, <laughs> anybody that complains about writing songs for a living needs her head checked. Yeah. You know. Reality is difficult to deal with. Reality bites. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to play a song for us. Uh-huh. And what is the first song you're going to play for us? Tell us a little bit about it. Um, well, this is Pen to Paper. Uh, it's the... Title track to my debut album that was up for the Scottish album, the Year Award, the Say Award 18. Um, it's about being dyslexic. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, that's pretty much it. Just sort of struggling on and getting on with it, and that is what it is, you know. But you kind of see the world a bit different and stuff. But you know, when you're young, and when I was younger, there wasn't a lot of help out there for like some people like myself. So I was just trying to kind of draw a line in the sand with that, you know. And I think a lot of people when they write songs and things like that, they're not writing them because you know, they've got something to say and it's this big, you know, thing. Nine times out of ten, it's a bit of therapy for yourself, you know. This is a thing that happened. Write about it and move on, you know. And it's there. You can look back on it, you can remember it, but you've got something from it, you know. Turn a positive into a negative, if you will, you know. So, yeah, this is this is penny paper. Enjoy. Okay, we'll cut it. Yeah, yeah, it's because it, it, it knows you're afraid. <laughs> Remind myself where my weaknesses lie Watching over my shoulders shouting out You're doing it wrong, you're doing it all wrong Doesn't help anything or anyone There's no right time, there's no wrong time I'm just sitting here wishing my days away There's no right time, there's no wrong time I'm just sitting here wishing my days away Watching all these words jumble into one another's sentences No commas, full stops or hyphens Just a rabble of shapes and sizes There's no right time, there's no wrong time I'm just sitting here wishing my days away There's no right time, there's no wrong time I'm just sitting here wishing my days away Tinted glasses and colour charts I'm five with names but I remember faces Tinted glasses and colour charts I'm five with names but I remember faces Tinted glasses and colour charts I'm five with names but I remember faces There's no right time, there's no wrong time I'm just sitting here wishing my days away There's no right time, there's no wrong time I'm just sitting here wishing my days away Days away. 
So before the song there, you were telling us a little bit about your musical career, and you said that song was the song that was nominated for a Scottish Album of the Year award. Yeah, the album. The album was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just awesome. So, what year yeah, was that, and how, how did um, it all come about? It was 2018, uh, last year. Um, if you're watching this in the future, that was 2018. Um, 2018, the year if, if you watch it from the past, which is weird. <laughs> it's just weird. But yeah, um, yeah, 2018 was a pretty cool year. And it was really odd, because I'd started writing... I started writing the second album, uh, Passing Disaster, and it was kind of weird. Like the next minute, I was nominated, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like, got to go way back and keep playing the album again. Because anyone that knows what it's like to release an album after nearly two years of it been out, you tend to not want to hear those songs ever again. <laughs> you can't right. help it. You just, it's just like it is what it is, you know. Um, but it's a compliment as well when people are asking you for to play songs. You know, that's a really cool thing. You know, you can't complain about that. And people singing along. It's really, it's like quite a big part of my show is people singing along and sort of crowd interaction stuff. A little bit of comedy and a little bit of, you know, a little bit of sugar makes the medicine go down, you know, mm-hmm. like, because a lot of things I'm singing about aren't the nicest uh, topics and things like that as we're discussing off air. But yeah, that is what it is, you know, so it's kind of cool. I mean, you get kind of, your demons, you know. Yeah. It stops me murdering people, basically. Yeah, and m- murder is frowned upon in this culture. Yeah, 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 they don't yeah, like definitely it. Definitely frowned on it. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely frowned upon. But yeah. I've always wondered because I'm I'm not a singer songwriter. I say these during every one of one of these I've done, every interview I've ever yeah, done yeah. with a musician. If you put a gun to my head and said, "Write me a song," or oh, you play me a guitar, song if I put a gun to your head. <laughs> you're going to have a bloody good go at it. Well, you say that, but I think you'd have to pull the trigger because I just I. Can't oh, work I'm it gonna out. shoot you. Uh, if I've got a gun there, I'm gonna have a go at it. You know, you know, <laughs> I'd give it a go, but in the end, you'd have to. Out or something like, you know, you know. That'd be okay. Oh, I could make, okay I, I I could make okay a piercing that. out of it. I could yeah, look pretty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just don't know the process of writing a song. How? Where does? What comes first? Is it the lyrics or the music, or well, does it all? For come me at once? personally, it usually just comes with some horrific tragedy in my life. <laughs> um, just life, life hands you that. Sometimes you, know, you could be. Working on a song for like six or eight weeks, and you're just like it's driving you nuts. You don't get anything, don't get anything, don't get anything. In fact, this next song came up, that was a bit like that. And, um, but yeah, you're just trying to try and try to get this bun bit, and then it just won't come, won't come, come, and then eventually just, poof, it's just there. And you're like, oh, like you get it in two minutes, 30 seconds, you know, kind of thing. You're like, what? I've been been thinking about this for months, and now all of a sudden the song's just there, finished, bang, there you go. And it's just kind of cool, but usual inspiration comes from, um, for me personally, it just comes from life, just life in general, you know. It could be a conversation having a street with someone, it could be, you know, something happened, a loved one, or it could be one of your friends tell you a story, or, you know, it just happens. It, it, songs just kind of flow. And I always tell that when I'm, I'm, I teach um, songwriting and stuff like that, and guitar classes and things. And uh, when you're, when you, I always try and teach people, like, just go, go, go with what you, you kind of know, what you feel, you know. Always trust your gut. It's never wrong, you know, in any situation, really. Um, but I think when you're writing a song, if you think the song is going in the wrong direction, change direction. There's, there's no rules to it, you know. Like most people, you start off, you know, first chorus, first chorus, middle eight, end. You know, that's kind of your thing, or big bit at the end, big sort of crescendo at the end, or something, you know. But it doesn't have to be that. I mean, you can, you know, some of the best songs in the world are two chords, you know, you know. Beatles made a healthy living at it. You know. Yeah, they did okay for themselves. Yeah, done all right, yeah. Some people so, may have heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young, lad, young lads from Liverpool. Yeah, they done all right. Done okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like I say though, writing songs, things like that, it, it's got to come from my heart. So you know, there's no point in if 
a lot of people, I've noticed a lot of people, I'm in a lot of songwriting groups and things like that, and there's people that get added to these groups and things like that, and, like, they'll send you these these songs or whatever, and, you know, like, you you must know this, like, you must get sent demos a lot, right, and, um, mm-hmm. and it's soulless, it's completely soulless, there's, they're, they're writing songs to make money, and anybody that's in this game to make money is <laughs> in for a shut eye and a bang, because it's pure luck that you make a bit of money, unfortunately, just the way things are, Um yeah, it just is what it is. But I think if you're honest with yourself, the audience will kind of feel that. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's the a secret to a, a good song. It's just be honest, you know. I think there's a lot of that, that people just want to connect to people. Mm-hmm. And they can... It's I don't want to say it's like a sixth sense, but it is a sense inside you where you oh, can yeah. feel where something is coming from, from Absolutely. somebody. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it just comes from the soul, I think. It just, you know, it's like... You know, you hear people singing as well, you know, and you're just like, wow, like, it just, it blows you away, you know, and it's not the first time, like, I've been, I've been out somewhere, just a couple of, couple of beers with my pals, like, we'll go into a, a pub, there's, like, some guy on acoustic guitar in the corner, and every now and again, you just got this one guy, and you just go, whoa, like, people need to stop doing covers, this is a thing, it really annoys me, no harm in it, that's great, cover songs, good, go for it, but a lot of young artists are coming out now thinking, that's the way to do it, you know. Play loads of covers and then put one song of your own in and hopefully that don't do that man. Play one cover. If you're going to, if you have to play a cover at all, play one cover and um that's it. Just play one cover. Play your own songs and keep playing them, you know, and get them to the point where they are like nailed. You know, you can do them in your sleep and keep doing them and you'll get noticed. You know, you've got to you've got to play from the heart and the soul. And I find it really difficult to play other people's songs and mean it. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah, um, because that song was written by that yeah, person for their circumstance. Their, yeah, exactly, hundred percent. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not slagging MD off for playing a cover. I mean, there's some great bands out there. Play. I, I was talking about earlier on Lemonheads, the uh, Simon Garfunkel uh, mm-hmm. cover. Um, yep, that's phenomenal. You know, Mrs. Robinson's an amazing track, and they put their own spin on it. It's quite punky and upbeat, and you know, and I've done covers myself. I mean, there's no, there's no shame in it. Yeah, there's no rules to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but if you're going to do it, put your own spin on it. You know, make it your own. Don't don't just do a carbon copy unless you're doing a covers gig. If you're doing a covers gig, do it properly. You know, but do the original song justice. You know, don't just go up there and batter it out like karaoke. It's because it's, it's mind numbing for for you, and it's even worse for the audience trying to listen to that and interact with. It because you, that's when you that's when you get people that talk through gigs. You know, you yeah, capture your audience. Don't get me wrong. There's always going to be someone who talks over you, you know. I don't know if you've seen the video recently with the guy from, I think it was a band Stained. I can't remember his name. But um, he was like, he was trying to sing this bit at the end. Apparently he does this thing at the end of his, his set where um, he comes away from the mic and turns the guitar down and just plays it kind of completely acoustic. It's quite a nice thing. It's maybe a thank you to the crowd. Right. And um, these guys were just talking through it. And then he stupidly told them to shut up. So <laughs> yeah, obviously he's going to get abused. And they're just like, nah, so he stormed off. And I was just thinking to myself, well, I could have maybe handled that a bit better but I get I totally get it we've all played gigs where people are just not interested you know the PA is down too low or your vocal isn't loud enough or something and you're just like I'm just background noise here and yeah. those kind of gigs just stay away from they're no good to you good for practicing but they're not don't worry about it if it pays well great go for it but wouldn't worry about it it's not the first time I played a gig and people want to listen to this is a song this is a Beatles song it's one of my own nobody's any wiser you know you just throw it in you know and people are like ah oh, and amazing amount of people that kind of look on the kind of stuff they know the song. You don't know this. I'm <laughs> making this up as I go along. Yeah. You're a moron. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. So if it pays, you got to pay bills as well. Yeah, that's you true. Know. So that's what I imagine you that kind of gig is like. Just to you know, 
Yeah, keep the lights on, as I say. Yeah, it is worth it if you can yeah. keep the lights on Turn and the get some ravioli. Turn the lights out your soul to keep the lights on in the house. There you go. <laughs> I'm putting that on a t-shirt. You do that, man, you do it. Yeah, you I'll, I'll that. give you 5% of printing thanks, rights. Thanks, That's more than I'm probably going to get for tonight's gig, so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to talk more about gigging. There's so much more to come with you. There's so much Thank more you. to talk about, but we're going awesome. to play... I say, I Every time I do one of these, I say we're going to play a song. I do nothing. I stand in the background and and yeah, press re- yeah. record button. It's you are going to naked play a song. doing the whole process, but yeah, okay. Well, that's yeah, what you I'm going to. This next one is called Grey Cloud, and it's about um, it's about a thing that happened. I don't know. Again. Um, yeah, there was some bad men. They tried to hurt me, and my girlfriend, one night when we were walking home, and this is kind of a nod to that. It's just you not know, that kind of. It doesn't matter what you do, you're going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, but there's always that one person that just wants to cause trouble in your life for no reason. You know, just, it's your wrong place at the wrong time, you're walking along, and um, yeah, that's just a thing that happened. But um, I was just a wee nod to my hometown um, of Greenock. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of people out there that think it's completely acceptable to ruin other people's nights and lives, you know, with one act of stupidity and violence. And I just don't get, I don't get that mentality of thinking it's acceptable to be that way. You know, in society, you know, I think if you can't act the way everyone else does, you know, and then you maybe you should be maybe more suited to a zoo, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that are just animals, you know, yeah. they just shouldn't be there. Definitely. And, um, that, so this is a wee nod to that, like just the grey cloud thing is just a bit, you know, grey cloud hanging over somebody, you know, just people just walk about, and obviously it's deflection. Whatever's going on in their lives, they're just deflecting onto you, you know, just because you're out having a good time walking about quite happy, you know, they decide. Can't have that, you know. So yeah, so this would be not to my hometown, and not everybody's like that. There's a lot, a lot of really decent people from my hometown. Just unfortunately, the scumbags kind of overshadow it. You know, it only takes one neighbour to ruin a street. You yeah. Know? So unfortunately, but that is what it is. So yeah, but yeah. So enjoy, enjoy this, enjoy this happy little number. <laughs> this is called Grey Cloud. It's going to be on my new album. Enjoy. Looks like I've had one too many to keep me warm in this cold grey town tonight The lights go down and the nights come out and no one's walking home safe alone And I can see the grey clouds hanging over your head Before you even speak I can tell you're looking for an argument I can see the grey cloud hanging over your head Before you even speak I can tell you're looking for an argument Is that blood on your collar or looks it from a lover? Either way there's some stains you can't wash away Some stains you can't wash away I see you throwing daggers with your eyes Cutting people with your tongue And I see you throwing daggers with your eyes Cutting people with your tongue Cutting people with your tongue And I can see the grey cloud hanging over your head Before you even speak I can tell you're looking for an argument 
foot hanging off of your head Before you even speak I can tell you're looking for an argument If you are just joining us, this is Colin Bell. He is also known as Fallen Arches, and he yep. is our live-on performer for this month. How are you, Colin? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, it's good. Um, so before the break, we were talking about Greener because you're from here and mm-hmm. talking about the music writing process. Yep, yeah, yeah. And you're working on your second album. Second album's just come out. No, no, it's um, it's not out till it was maybe out in April, but right. um, a few things happening and uh, my parents take really sick, so I've kind of had to put things back in the back burner a little bit family first and all that yeah so yeah um yeah so it's gonna go out in a bit about me yeah I'm, I'm hoping for that's for the that's what i'm that's the that's the goal <laughs> so yeah yeah it should be i mean i'm i'm 50 percent there so yeah you know so how do you decide what song is going to be a single and what song is going to go on an album and how do you well, rap, prepare for an album what i do is i tend to write about 30 40 songs and then i put them on the bin and start again that's why it takes me so long because i'm a nightmare um, but I'm always I'm always writing and stuff like that. But sometimes what I'll do is I'll I try and write singles if that makes sense. I always try and make every single song a potential single, and that makes it even harder to to figure out what you're going to. Because there's nothing better when you hear an album. You go, there's not a single bad song in that album. And it's rare, but when you get it, it's just you know. Um, prime example of that is um, Frightened Rabbits, uh, Midnight Organ Fight. I think that is an absolute masterpiece of an album. And um, if you haven't listened to that, you need to go check it out. It's amazing. So, oh, they've not got really got a bad album, to be fair. But that album's just, to me, it, it just kind of, that, that's the album that I kind of get really into. Them. I, I had their first album and stuff like that. That I, know, I really liked it. It was great. But this album was just like, it really spoke to me. And um, you could just hear the guy's heart, heartache in it. And um, yeah, so I always try and kind of compare albums or anything I write. I kind of try and compare to albums that I love, and so I go and write. Would that make it on a certain album, or would that you know if that makes sense? Like, does mm-hmm. that meet that criteria? Is that that level? Yeah. So I always try and kind of push the boat out a little bit and make it. I always try and make my stuff, even if I'm even if my stuff's been miserable. I always try and make it catchy. You know, you got you got you got to have a hook. You know. Uh, if if you want people to listen to what you're going to say, at least make it catchy and you know, because um, my girlfriend was saying this the other day. That she's like, ah, you always repeat lyrics and things. I'm like, yeah, no, because I want people. I want people singing along to my song after the first listen. You know, yeah, that's, that's a secret. You know, it's, it's always a secret. A good song. There's nothing. Excuse me. There's absolutely nothing wrong with writing a real a, a song that you know. It doesn't have a chorus, you know, nothing wrong with that. In fact, there's one on the album, it's gone on the album, it's like that, and um, yeah, nothing wrong with that at all, but it's still catchy. It needs to be catchy, it needs to have a hook, you know. And when you go to record, is it just yourself? Are you doing all the instruments, or do you yeah, have a band with you? Yeah, pretty much do everything. Um, I usually get um, uh, the producer, uh, in fact, guy who runs uh, Soundshape, um, James McKenzie, I usually get him to play a wee bit of keyboard on it, because I suck at keyboard. So right. um, yeah, I'll put, uh, like you do the like, string sections and things like that. So like, there's usually we're in that wee room just over yon yonder there, and uh, I'm I'm usually like you know can you put this and he's just like the love of God you know <laughs> so like and he usually deciphers what nonsense. Like, do you know what they've been working together for so long now? So he he recorded my my last band's um, album as well and a bunch of EPs, uh, Sneaky Pete, and um, he done the album so we kind of got to work and stuff and yeah and he actually said you could see, you could see the evolution. 
the way I, I was starting to write, even back then, you know, and um, and you could just tell that this was, this was just inevitable. This was going to happen. So, but yeah. So that's pretty much yeah, yeah. I, I do everything as as much as I can, you know. And then, but sometimes you do need that little, little bit of something else, you know. That's what a good producer is going to, you know, drag better things out of you. Yeah. You know? There's no point in work, working with someone that's just going to go, yeah, it's fine. Next, you know, you want somebody that's going to go. Why don't we, you know, why don't we get you know an elephant in here to hit a tambourine? I think it it really needs a trunk kind of sound to it. <laughs> you know, you need somebody that's going to push you a little bit. You know, maybe not with animals. That's just weird. That's a weird analogy. Anyways, yeah. not not entirely inappropriate. I would absolutely buy an album that had an elephant on it. Yeah, depends what the elephant's wearing. <laughs> that's true. I mean, if it's wearing one of those like little skimpy numbers, yeah, then yeah. definitely you've got. I was thinking, I was thinking a hat, but yeah, you went, you went to a place. Yeah, I went, you I went different. You went dark, man. You went dark. <laughs> Some places you can't go. Yeah, or come back from. <laughs> Once you've seen it, it can yeah, never yeah, be unseen, yeah, especially yeah. in your Some mind. Can't be unseen. Yeah, yeah. Well, is that? Yeah. yeah. Thing is, I've got, it, it's weird. Is it weird? Is it? It's male, and he's on a unicycle. <laughs> so it's strange. Well, now I can't unsee that, yeah, especially yeah. in his bikini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, irregardless, you're going Massive to play a trunk. <laughs> it's not the size of a trunk; it's how you blow it. This is very true. If you're blowing <laughs> trunks, mate. <laughs> I mean, anywho, yes, uh, you're going to play another song for us because you've done four. Normally, we do three songs on this, but you're doing four. Yeah, and we're going to play another. We, you're going to play another song for us. Uh, I'm going to play another song for you. What song um, are you going to play for this us? Is called, this is a title track to my new album that's not out yet. <laughs> that will be. This is called Passing Disaster. It's about. Um, just, it was kind of about my parents and things like that, and being the way they're kind of feeling, they're kind of just ill and getting older, and you watch your parents get older, and it's, I mean, it's sad, but I'm lucky in a way that, whereas a lot of my friends don't have their parents anymore, so, mm-hmm. and you just kind of see people that were really capable and, you know, taught you everything you know, really, to to see them, you know, the role almost change a little bit, you know, and, um, if they hear, if they hear this interview, though, they'll knock me out for saying that. But <laughs> are we getting grounded? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just a week and a. It was uh, my mum was in hospital and stuff. She was really ill, and um, she uh, she said my myself and my sister um, we, we were like deer in the headlights, and I just uh, kind of resonated with me that, that. She's like, oh, and she was she was she was upset that putting us through her being ill, and you're like, Jesus, even in the last. Even even being that ill, she's still worried about her kids, you know, and that kind of that kind of struck me a little bit. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what this is about. It's and then my mum and my dad are kind of and different things, and I just that just it's just something that it always seems to be kind of reoccurring, you know, on on everything I write. It's just they kind of pop back in there, you know. It's it's kind of weird. It's came full circle. We were talking earlier on. It's like they were kind of my main musical influences, you know, growing up, and now I'm writing songs about that. It's kind of it's a kind of weird wee circle, but um. And how things work out, isn't it? yeah, but yeah, so yeah, and uh, oh, yeah, and the other thing is, like, my mum always takes ill, she always she always times it, it's always in about October, so Christmas is a nightmare. <laughs> no, it's, like, kinda, right. it's like you can see it happening, like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, are you though? Yeah, but November, are you sure you're okay? Yeah, 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 <coughs> you're like, uh huh, and then bang, December, ill hospital nightmare you're like oh come on, just my normal Christmas, yeah. like other families do, <laughs> so um, yeah, um, but. Joking aside, that's, that's you know that's how our family deal with stuff. You know, yeah. just jokes and nonsense like, but in a good way. You know, it's healthy. Um, 
Selfie. Can I have a selfie? Sleep, but selfie. <laughs> but yeah. It so. is the thing where, going back to parents getting ill, mm-hmm. where you remember them when you've done something wrong specifically, them being able to fly at you. They're just coming. Oh, yeah, my, yeah, if I've been in the couch, I'm dragged yeah. down, you know. But then yeah. the time comes when you're too big and they can't drag you anymore, but then you notice when they get up, there's the. Uh, as they get up off the chair well, when I get you wait there yeah <laughs> like, you stay there I'm coming for you I'm son I'm coming for you man you're like what the f- let's get on here man yeah <laughs> uh, not like it's weird though I've always had a, I've always had a really good relationship with my parents so, you know so I'm, I'm looking in that respect like you know it wouldn't have been it was, it's always quite kind of why are you doing that mm-hmm. well, I don't know just thought, you know thought I'd draw on the wall don't do that yeah why because you, you know it's stupid you know all right that's lesson learned, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of thing. It was always quite why, why, you know. Okay, question, question everything, you know. But yeah, like I say, it's just it's it is what it is. It's one of these things where you're watching people that are very capable or were very capable suddenly not be, and it's quite it's quite daunting, you know. Because it comes to this all if you're lucky enough, you know. Um, but except my dad, he's just like nah go nowhere you know, right. you know he, he's like he had a massive stroke and um, he started smoking again which is mental uh, like you know, there's none of the rest of my family smokes just my dad and he was like oh, no I'm fine you know, it's been seven months I should be fine I'm like what yeah like, that, that's the worst thing you could do and he's like no I'll be alright and he's like, he's like I don't feel good you're like oh yeah because second one's coming <laughs> so yeah just as what it is you know yeah. he's 72 you're just like just do what you want, you know. Yeah. Who am I you can't argue me? at that age, yeah, can you? I mean, but it's a weird, we kind of role reversal thing, you know. But ach, well, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. So anyway, yeah, enjoy my misery. This is this is passing disaster. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Hate to see. End of summer The nights are starting to draw in Smiles are rarer than shooting stars Not that we can see them through the storm clouds We're like deer in the headlights of a passing disaster Headlights of a passing disaster Trees outside my window Starting to look kind of thin don't think they could take another winter Like the ones that we're getting used to We're like deer in the headlights of a passing disaster We're like deer in the headlights of a passing disaster Wrap up warm, see your goodbyes, embrace for impact. Wrap up warm, see your 
your goodbyes embrace for impact wrap up warm see your goodbyes embrace for impact wrap up warm see your goodbyes embrace for impact Hi Colin. Hi there, Peter. How are you today? You I'm well? Good man, I'm well. Yeah. <laughs> this is Colin Bell. He is Fallen Arches. He is this month's live on the Peter Greenwood Show performer. And we're getting close to the end here. In general, or <laughs> in no, in, in general, we we have about seventy eight minutes. Then the bombs are coming. So oh well, yeah, that's yeah. that's longer than I thought we'd have. Yeah. Know, so, so time for a high five. Damn you Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. It was funny that it was like a done realization. It's like, yeah. Yep, Trump. Yep, just just oh, that's Trump Brexit. Oh, we can say hilarity. You know. Yep. I would like to ask you before we get out of here. Go on. The you mentioned frightened rabbits and that you're in yeah, this. Yeah. You sing in your Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. What's the Scottish music scene like? And I would like to ask specifically about releasing an album in the Scottish music scene because um, the smaller record stores, the independent record stores, like in Greenock, they used to be Rhythmic, for example. Yeah, Rhythmic was great. Yeah. So it's gone. Yeah. It's gone now, unfortunately, yeah. So where, do, as a small artist, mm-hmm. where what do you do? How do you well, just to release a record? Um, well, I release everything myself, mostly because I realised that no one was going to release my music for some bonkers reason. You know, I think I write quite good songs, so I, I thought ah, it'd be easy, but it's not. It's not easy. Mind you, I was seventeen at the time, um, but now I just I just do it myself. You know, because there's no point in there's the problem where music industry in general, it's a clique. And if you're not within that clique, then you're getting nowhere pretty much, which is tragic. So thankfully now, the internet's provided a tool where you can do it yourself. But you still need money behind you and you still need help. And if a record company want to release my album, then great, go for it. I'd be more than happy to do it. But it would have to be, I've been offered a few deals and things like that, but I've knocked them back purely on the basis of I'm doing that job myself without having to give up the rights to my songs or anything like that which I don't mind doing to a point but it has to be the right deal you know there's no point in you saying some writer company some guy in his garage is like right man I want to I want to do something with you Ah, oh, great okay what do you want to do well I'm going to release your album for you right great what are you going to do yeah, I'm going to put it on your new bands which I released myself anyway I'm going to put it through your new bands right okay that's like 35 quid to do that right okay right what else and he's like no that's it and maybe get your video. And I'm like, what? I can do that myself. Like, why would I? Why would? Yeah. I, why would I go through you to do that? I can do that myself. I don't need you to do that. So, you know, I think people. There's a lot of writer companies out there. DIY writer companies are doing it great. I mean, last night from Glasgow, they do great work. You know, mm-hmm. you've got yeah. Electric Honey. You've got these really amazing. Uh, I some great. There's great. There's great stuff happening in Glasgow and stuff up. Like but they can only. They can only release so many bands a year. They can't. They can't you know, take on every every artist they like, you know. I know a lot of these guys that run these companies and things like that, and they're good people, but there's there's great bands out there that could sell a lot more records than I can. You know what I mean? That's just fact. So, go for it. You know, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not the youngest artist either, so it doesn't bother me that, you know, a young band gets to go and do it and I don't. It's not, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, I've got a pure chip on my shoulder, because a lot, of, a lot of artists that have been doing it as long as I have, and they really do have a chip on their shoulder. I mean, they really are, and you're like, man, just do it. Because you enjoy it, don't do it because you think you're going to be the next, you know, Lennon. That's just crazy. I mean, you know, I meant John Lennon, not the other Lennon. Oh, <laughs> we don't okay. talk about the other Lennon. Mm, yes, um, yes. Yeah, no, he's he's not he's not he's not the guy you want to be talking to. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think it's a very healthy scene at the moment. 
you've got like uh, Richie Muirhead doing the Samas and all these kind of things and some great things happening and then you've got like cracking me festivals DIY festivals like you've got like you've got your Butte Fest you've got Live at Trune all these kind of things amazing things but again it's all comes down to money and a lot of these art, arts and bands are doing these things for free um, yeah not I <laughs> but um, but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm lucky I'm at a point now where I get paid for gigs I get you know, I'm getting places and, you know, I've got like, like people like yourself will come to me for an interview and things like that. And it's really cool. But a lot of artists don't have that and they don't have that window. And that's why I was trying to kind of, like I do, I do a podcast as well, Soundshape Podcast, we'll talk about it earlier on off air. And I try, I try to give other bands and artists that don't have a platform, give them a platform, you know, yeah. get them out of a wider audience because a lot of these bands deserve to be heard because they're excellent. But Again, you've got to get your house in order, don't you? You've got to, you've got to know how to work social media, and you have to understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Not, not everyone knows how to do that, but at the same token, if that's going to get you where you need to be, then you need to learn. You know, it's as simple as that. Like, you know, it's like I'm learning to drive at the moment, and it's terrifying, but I need to do it because I want to tour about. So therefore, I need to do it. It's yeah. as simple as that. Can't rely on other people to take me places, you know. So, which is, I'm really lucky. I've got, I've got good friends and stuff like that. It's really support me, and you know, you know who you are. John, David, <laughs> and um, but but these guys, I mean, they go out their way to make sure that I've got. Obviously, I get my palate, does my sound for me. I've got another guy who drives me about anywhere I want to go. I mean, without them, I've been real trouble, you know. Yeah. So something like that. So again, in that respect, I'm lucky, but not everybody has that, you know. But if I could get paid to do this, somebody offered me a deal and I could get paid what I get paid at work or whatever to write songs all day. Do it in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but. Again, there's plenty of money in the music industry. It's just going to the wrong places. Yeah. I mean, you see about these artists who get ripped off all the time. And it's like, where is the money that's going into somebody's back pocket? How is that fair? How is that legal? See when the promoter and the... See when the promoter's getting more money than you. Mm -hmm. When the promoter's getting paid to put that gig on, right? And none of the artists are getting paid. And he's walking away quite happy with that money. You've got to question that, really. I mean... Venues are letting it happen because they're just getting money behind the bus. They don't care. Yeah. You know, and bands are getting completely shafted. And it's okay joining PRS. I'm in PRS. But I mean, I make pennies from PRS. Not radio stuff's different, but radio airplane things up. But gig wise, a lot, a lot of these places aren't even registered with PRS. They should be, but they're not. Yeah. So you don't get any money. I mean, so it's like, it's a vicious circle. You know, it's, it's, it sucks. But it's just as well as you've got to, you just got to keep clambering away and, and the hope that something happens, you know. Yeah. And I'm not the only one. There's thousands of artists out there and very good artists. I mean, there's some absolutely phenomenal Scottish acts out there that just aren't getting the platform they deserve. And and then you get like, you'll get ticket deals. I'm really, uh, annoys me with the no ticket thing. Turning tickets annoys me. You know, I'm solo artist enough to run about and sell, i.e. Tuts. You know, you want to play Tuts, ah, it's great. And it sounds great. Oh, you're playing King Tuts, that's amazing. I'm not slagging off the F anyway, I'm really not. I'm just saying, this is a fact. Here you go. Here's your allocation of, say, 50 tickets. Sell as many as you can. They're basically judging you on how many tickets you can sell. Yeah. As if that's a reflection of how many people like your music. That's not... That's crazy. You know what I mean? That's not right. Touching it on these venues that are big enough to do it. You know, you've got stereo as well and you've got other places. Um, 13th Note, things like that, in Glasgow. These are... Big Cabaret Voltaire as well, like Edinburgh and things like that. You've got really big venues, or, or, or well-known venues. They should be able to put on a, a night, give it each artist £20 each, make it a free a free gig, yeah. and make your money behind the bar. I don't see how that's an issue, do you know what I mean? The bands are happy they've been paid 20 or 30 quid for doing their own for a half an hour set, and they're 
you know, and the, the bar's making money, you know, £10 for a Tuesday night somewhere, you know, in front of 10 of your mates is, why, why you, you're just selling tickets to your pals, you know, yeah. it's, it's pointless, completely pointless. As great as that is, I could do that in my living room, you know, but then it's like, you know, it's all about exposure. That's great, but exposure's, you know, you, what was the analogy I heard that was really good, um, you know, that's great. If I go to a restaurant, you know what I mean, I don't say to the chef, come back to my house, do you know what I mean, and cook me a meal for free, just yeah. to see if I like your food, you know, just so you can practice making food. That's ridiculous, you know what I mean? Why should musicians have, why should it be any different for musicians? <laughs> <laughs> Colin, thank you for your time today. It's an absolute pleasure, thanks for having me. And stick around after this, because there may be a little bit of a bonus. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. This one's for the kids, yeah, as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Colin. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, man. No matter where I am, my arrows always point north. I miss the wind and the rain I miss the quiet emptiness In different shades of grey colour the sky night after night You're up, you're down, you're yes, you're no No one's seen the sun in a hundred days same breath You're up, you're down you Yes, you're no But no one's seen the sun in a hundred days We share the same breath We share the same breath Everyone's right and no one's wrong Fighting in bars, singing along Reading the lies, spreading the hate Fueling the fires of this content Starving kids in football straps Defending the state to you're up, you're down, yes, you're no No one's seen the sun in a hundred days We share the same breath You're up, you're down, yes, you're no No one's seen the sun in a hundred days We share the same breath Share the same breath. Oh, what? Oh, take me home, take me home. I think I've had enough. Oh, what? Oh, take me home, take me home. I think I've had enough. Oh.